on my Harlem niggas, my BK niggas. Back up town, baby, Lennox Ave. My Oye's on Broadway all day. Uh, come uh. on. Hey, yo, you love the way I rap black. Step the F back. Yeah, we back. Episode four, Talk Nice Podcast with your boy Bezo. You know, I got my main man D-Dot with me. D-Dot, what's going on, bro? Yo, this is your main man D-Dot. What's going on? You know how I do. I'm getting about to get the party popping. Yo, it's hot. I don't know about you, boy, but it's hot. It's scorching out here. I heard y'all going through a little heat wave, like 97, 100 degrees. Yeah, man. The devil came out to play. But the devil stayed down here doing the summer, <laughs> I, I can't yeah. even be mad. I'm happy that it's up there because we about to get it for like a whole month or two months straight. So I feel you, bro. Crazy. But before we get started, I did want to touch on something real quick um, that, you know, happened today in light of what the bullshit-ass justice system did. Um, releasing Bill Cosby on the technicality. I just want to tell a uh, woman out there that are victims of any sexual abuse um, that it's okay to come out and speak and talk about it. Don't be deterred by the things that happen today um, and be quiet about it. We need y'all to speak up, continue to speak up, continue to hold these uh, nasty individuals accountable for these heinous acts that they commit. So I just want to talk about that real quick and uh, put that out there. And those are my views, not the views of the Talk Night po- Talk Nice podcast, nor D Dot. So, yeah, you know, if you nah, need that, to say anything, D, you can go ahead. Yeah, today was a um, it's like a double-edged sword, though. So you got to think about also what happened. And I'm not saying Bill Cosby is innocent or anything, but what happens to him happens to a lot of black men when it comes to the court system. They go into these meetings with prosecutors they talk prosecutors make promises to them but then when they get in front of the judge all those promises go away so anybody who really needs to read up on the case should i'm just giving you what i read up on it and basically how he got off or got to come home was that when he made his confession to the prosecution the da's office back meaning i guess whenever he made it they told her that he would not be trialed on it and they turned around and used that evidence against him to convict them so that's what it was that was the technicality and just think about it like this, though. I'm talking about in the sense of other black men who don't make, who do, who do not do crimes such as rape or drugs, um, selling marijuana, case may be. It happens to them many, many times where the prosecution makes promises to them, but when they get in front of a judge or they use that, they use those words against them to convict them. So just, I just look at it that way too, as well as like how many other black men who get caught up that don't have the money Bill Cosby had. Remember, he fought this for three years. This didn't just happen overnight. They were fighting this and they knew this for three years. And they was that was they where that's how they knew they was gonna get him home. So I just want you to think about all the black men who's been railroaded by the justice system and not these heinous acts. Not saying that Bill Cosby is innocent. He he admitted to what he did, but also too he is due to a just trial. No matter what you may think of him, he's supposed to get a fair hearing. And them doing that, the prosecution doing that, did not give him a fair hearing. And that's why I was turned over over the technicalities. So just think about all the other black men and women, people of color, who do not get just hearings because prosecutions and DAs are railroading them or giving them false information and putting them behind bars for many, many, many years. And they don't have the resources that Bill Cosby had to fight them, to get the, to get the conviction reversed. So that's how I look at this as well. Definitely, I do understand that. And definitely, black men, especially, please know your rights. Know when you get in front of these police officers and these prosecutors, they're not your friends. Uh, on the other 
uh, side of that coin. That's definitely true. Um, you want to make sure that you know they're not supposed to promise you anything because um, they can go ahead and lie to you. And if they do promise you uh, things, this is how you get caught up in the system. Uh, and that's what I was definitely saying when I said that. The justice system, personally, I think they knew what they was doing. Oh. Um, they knew how this was going to turn out uh, by doing that. And it's just corruption. And then also, on the other hand, I know these women that did uh, find the courage to speak up uh, feeling some type of way. So just wanted to touch on it real quick. Not really, you know, turn this into a, a, a serious, serious uh, episode, but definitely... It was something that happened, and we got to speak on everything uh, when it comes uh, to this, to these things, especially acknowledge uh, these heinous acts and things that happen, especially with us black men, black women in this country. So, you know, just something to think on, something to understand. But I hear what you're saying, D, definitely. Yeah, that's why I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying the man innocent. I'm just saying that. He's due to a fair trial, no matter what you think of him or what he did. He's supposed to get a fair trial. And, and this happened. Just take Bill Cosby out of the situation. This happens to a lot of color people in America when it comes to the justice system. They're not given fair hearings. There's a lot of men and women who take plea deals that are innocent because they have no choice and they feel like they're not going to get a fair trial and trial. So they take the number Absolutely. instead of pleading not guilty. So that's why I just want everybody also to look at it that way. I know a lot of people are up in arms, you know, they know the man did what he did, and what he did was sickening. But also, too, we got to look at it, the other side of the coin. He was not given a fair hearing. That's why he's out. So don't be mad. To me, I say don't be mad at Bill Cosby. Be mad at the justice system and be mad at the prosecutioner, the prosecution for trying to play dirty. And now this now this um, decision on this man's life is reversed, and he might even be suing. So Definitely, definitely. But uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. We're going to um, switch it up this episode. You know, we've been talking about basketball these last uh, three episodes. You know, I want to delve into the sweet science, boxing, uh, get some thoughts on a couple things going on with boxing, especially after this past weekend. You watched the uh, Tank versus Barrios fight, D? Yeah, that, 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 was a, that was definitely an entertaining fight. Definitely. I, I was happy that it went 11 rounds. It wasn't one of those uh, three, four rounders or even two rounders. It was, it, was a, it, was a nice, it was a nice fight. Definitely a nice fight. Definitely, I see uh, Barrios came to fight. Um, tough, and Mexican descent. Mexicans always tough when they get in that ring. They hard to get out of there. Um, Tank showed, in my opinion, he showed patience, um, kind of figured him out, and then started letting his hands go a little bit more. Uh, eighth round, and moving on to the 11th, and started catching him. Because a lot of people were saying, because you know he moved up two weight classes from 130 to uh 140. So they was yeah. like, they were trying to figure out if his um, power would travel with him. And it definitely did. It definitely, yeah, it definitely did. did. It definitely did. <laughs> As he hit him with an um, uppercut to the body, I think that was the shot that ended it. And you could just see in his face, like, what I got myself into. I was sitting there looking like, that man got concrete in his hands. And that's like the second, was that second fight in a row he ended with uh, an uppercut? Yeah, but this one was kind of different, like you said. It got to the 11th round. I think also fatigue played a part in it. You know, and as you, if you know boxing, as the rounds go on, the punches start hurting more because now the body is weaker. And that's why they say, you know, most good fights break you down anyway. So I felt like he really broke him down to get to the 11th round. And he, and he looked fresh, too, going into the 11th. He didn't look tired at all. 
I, I give Tank that. He looked he looked very impressive. He looks like a superstar, but the way boxing goes, you don't know who a superstar anymore. I don't I don't know what the numbers did, but I heard it wasn't superstardom numbers on the pay per view circuit. I don't at this moment I can't really I got to put it incomplete on what it is about uh, numbers when it comes to pay per view just because we're coming out of a pandemic. So I don't know as far as people coming to see it and being skeptical. And then his name, I personally think Tank could be a, a superstar if he's allowed to fight the people he need to fight, like the uh, Devin Haney's mm-hmm. of the world. Um, and, you know, different uh, guys like that. And if he moves up to where Crawford, Spence, and no. Tiffany Loman no are... Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. If he moved up to where Spencer, I don't think he's he. He's, he I don't think the power's going to travel that far. That that you know, as you get more weight, that's just different. That's just different. Because if he go to Spence, that's like you tell me he can fight Pacquiao. He can't fight Pacquiao, bro. Who? He can't fight Pacquiao. Think? 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 Yeah. I don't know. I think. No, to me, not right now. To not right now, but I think, but by the time he gets to that point where even you talking, Manny be Manny is is he on does. his way to being washed up in the first place. Yeah, um, he gets his last checks, so he's gonna get his last big checks and get out of there. But I think Tank where he's at right now between one thirty, one thirty five, and one forty, he can kind of clean out that division. There's a couple guys they want him to fight, but of course, uh, politics and everything. They won't allow it, which is really holding back, in my personal opinion, holding back the sport. Because you can match these guys up and get these guys in the ring and start getting these eliminator bouts going. Mm-hmm. Then you start to really see who's who. Yeah. And, you know, what can happen. Because one of the fights for Tank is Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis talks a lot. Ryan mm-hmm. Davis, like maybe half a year ago, I, I forget who he fought. He beat somebody. And um, he was calling out Tank. But of course, they are both managed by two different um, management companies who don't want to get along. But we shall see. Personally, I got Tank winning that fight. I I like Ryan Garcia, but I don't think he I don't think he has the power. Yeah, I don't him. think he has the power either. That's just my opinion with that. But and I also think also too. Go ahead, my fault. No bad. No, what I was gonna say too. The whole matching of the fights. Like I said before, everything is a trickle-down effect. A lot of these promoters are now are taking the Amon route that Amon took with Floyd, picking your opponents correctly, you know, not not risking the whole bag, you know? They're looking at the bigger picture now. And then, like you said, then you got two different promoters. They all have different agendas. So that's why it's hard to match these fighters up. The, I think the fighters want it. Fighters want to fight. But also, too, the fighters, on the other hand, know that it's the promoter's job you know, to get the best out of their career. Because like you said, boxing's not that popular anymore. So if you lose one fight, unless, not even trying to be like racist or anything, but unless you're like Mexican descent where you really follow, bo- where you really travel with their boxers, Americans don't travel with their boxers. So if Americans really like you, but you lose one fight, they're on to the next one. And I think the promoters see that. So they try to pick every, handpick every fight, you know, to, to cash out, you know, to the, to the, to the best possibility. And then when you do get these two guys that's great fighters, say like when you get a Floyd and a Pacquiao, when they both, when they own perspective, great. Then it comes down to the money. 
and then no one wants to concede more money to the next person because it, it means like either you're better than me or you're a bigger draw than me. So then that's why a lot of these fights don't happen either. You know, when it comes down to the dollar, everyone's fighting over, over the dollar. So even with that said, and me, like I'm looking and I'm thinking, then I want to ask you, do you think there's a fight out there that could be the face of boxing, like say De La Hoya was or Floyd was at one point? Or you had like the um, Mike Tyson's in the late '80s, early '90s, or the Roy Joneses of the world. Do you think there could be somebody that could be the face? I, I think there's a lot of great boxers out there, but the thing is, bo- boxers not that popular anymore. Just that's just the fact. Fact like when boxing was popular, I mean, we had to have a, a great heavyweight, and right now we don't have a great heavyweight. We have good fighters, such as the big fighters about to come out with Fury and Wilder 3. You know, that could be a big, huge fight, but they don't have to draw, you know? So I think that's another thing, too. Like, boxing's just not that popular no more. No one, even when, even even though Floyd probably was the, the last great boxer we had in, in terms of a draw because he had both sides. He had the uh, people who love him and the people who hate him. So either you want to see him win or you want to see him lose. So but there you go right there. That right there is what I'm talking about. Like, there's not, even if you don't have a great heavyweight, boxing was popular because you had a villain outside the ring that people wanted to see lose. I don't think there's a guy that has the charisma and the mouth, the, the mouthpiece of Floyd and the skills in the ring to back it up. Like, you got a lot of guys that are great in the ring, but very um, melancholy when it comes to outside the ring. I'm not talking about getting in trouble. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about being able to sell a fight. Like we haven't had nobody actually be able to sell a fight. We've had people pretend to try to mimic Floyd. It don't work because if you do what Floyd do, you got to do what Floyd do in the ring and they can't. So it's like, it's a, it's a dead sport, but it's right there to be right back up top because these other sports like baseball or hockey it's really only two sports people really pay attention to, basketball and football. So boxing is there to get that third spot. They just got to build up a guy that can actually do both, that can sell tickets to get people to want to pay $60 for a fight. Because you look at some of these fights they announce, and automatically in your head, you're like, Yo, who got the um the stream? Who got the link for the fight? You ain't thinking <laughs> about to pay $60 like we do back in the, when we was growing up. Mike Tyson, even if it was 90 seconds, People was paying $100, you know, $79.95 to see Mike Tyson uh, obliterate somebody in a minute and a half. Now, and you're like, I'm not paying $60. I can get a stream or whatever the case is. So they got to do something to rev up the the interest. And Americans, American boxers got to be better than what they are. It's a handful but you look at the top 10, you look at some of these divisions, it'd be guys you can't even pronounce their name that champions. Very true. And I think, too, but that's only with American boxers that you really have to sell them. You got to think about it. Pacquiao was no talker. His fan base and his following was so big. It's like, and that's what I'm saying, what I'm saying with our American boxers and American fans, it's like, we only with you when you're hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, once you lose, we're not paying to watch you again. Pacquiao done lost. Canelo done lost. They pay people to do numbers. And I think that's also, too, what Tank numbers are going to be compared to. The Spence versus Pacquiao. I think the Tank 
And Barrow's fight is going to be way more entertaining. It already happened, but I think gonna be, when you compare it, it's going to be way more entertaining. But the draw that Pacquiao is going to bring is going to probably knock them out the box. It's going to knock That's what I mean. Like, they have a following. They have a big following it's outside of America. And it's like, we, we only love you when you hot. And I think that's what got to change, too. We can't just we we gotta support our we gotta support our boxers. You know you don't have to be undefeated to be great. But it seems like when you're an American boxer, once you lose, you 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 lose all your gusto. But if you're not if you're not undefeated, then you gotta they they have like boxers got. I think they gotta take their own career back in their hands. I understand you need to be promoted. I understand these people. You need managers. But at some point, you have to go to your promoter and your manager say, "Listen, I'm 19 and 0. I'm 22 and 0. Whatever." I need to face the other guy that is similar record or that's been in wars and lost. Because if you get into a, a match and you in a war and you lose, people don't look at it as a loss. They look at it and say, what it is is, okay, when's the rematch? Now, if you go in there and you fight bums after bum after bum, and then you lose to a bum when you were supposed to win, that's when it's like, okay, we're going to put him to the back of the line. But now you're looking and it's like, okay, we got Spence. He's been trying to fight uh, Bud Crawford forever. Promoters mm-hmm. won't let it happen. So now we're looking and we're trying to see, okay, who he didn't, who didn't he fight? Okay, we're going to put him in with this boring fighter that's more defensive, that nobody knows, but is a great boxer, but nobody knows him. So now you're looking and you're like, okay, this is not really good, but he has to fight because he has to stay active. But that fight is sitting there. Like, people looking like, so what are we doing? He fighting Manny, me personally, I'll talk about what I think is going to happen to that later, but it's time to do that. It's time to, you got, it's too many guys in that welterweight um, division to be sitting there saying, well, we can't do nothing. And that's just my opinion. I think if they start saying, listen, we need to make these happen. We need to promote these things. We need to get in front of it. We need to start putting on back in Vegas, forget these other places like Atlanta or California. Go back to the Mecca of boxing, which is Vegas, and start putting these blockbuster um, fights on. One thing I want to ask you, though, B, um, you think it's too many belts? You think it's too Too many many, belts? Too many belts? Too many champions? Too many belts, too many champions. And that's another thing. It's like, every time I turn around, it's a champion. I'm like, what belt you got? The IBO? Who? And then the thing about people understand about boxing, every belt has their own rules. Like it's not even no, no, no unified rules. It's, every belt has their typical own rules, and I think boxing has too many belts. You only need—I think you need one world champion. That's it, and that way everybody is fighting everybody. Because, like you said, why would I go, but take a tough opponent for say the WBA, where I can go get a belt for the same money, the IBO, and y'all gonna consider me a champion? No disrespect to the IBO though. I just I just know that's one of the lesser class. Yeah, ain't no there ain't no W in front of it. It's not really not really, and that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Then you got all the W belts, you know. So it's like it's just too many belts, man. I think you should have one champion in, in every every division because that's what makes it hard to make fights too. Because no one's chasing the champ, you know. Instead of chasing yeah. the one champ, you can fight another champ and get a yeah, belt, and then so, yeah, and then when you had the belts, you got these two guys arguing who's the better champ. So we can't get a unified champion because they don't want to fight each other because they think they're better than each other because they're both champs. You know, so I think it's way too many belts, man. That's a lot of good fights that I would love to see, man. What's one good fight you would like to see? There's a lot of ones I, I like to see. 
Well, the one coming up, uh, Spence versus Manny. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I want um I want Spence versus Bud. Um, yeah, that's what I want. I, wanted, I want I, I want them. I I really like um what's the kid Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, I want to see him against somebody uh really good. I want to see him step up and, and fight somebody like on his caliber because I I like the way he fights. Um, another. So what do you think about that Spence versus Manny? Nah, I'm a big Manny Pacquiao fan. I think I think if they go to distance, we get the call, we get the uh, the Hall of Fame votes from the judges, and we squeak out a, a split decision, and everybody be crying that Pacquiao really lost. But I don't care. <laughs> but no, but I think it's gonna be a real good fight. Um, I think Spence. They, they, I ain't gonna lie. If Spence really wants Bud Crawford, if he really wants him, he has to be. Of course, he got to beat Manny, but he got to beat him impressively. He beat him impressively. There's nothing else that the, the promoters can do but make the fight happen. You know what I mean? Because it's not it's not gonna be anyone else out there for him to fight. It's not. It's really. It's really not. So I think Spence got to go in there and look really good against Manny. You know, because Manny, to me, basically, like you say, is at the end of his career. He's in there collecting, collecting checks and pay-per-view numbers. So he got to. He got to go in there and um, just do, just do his thing, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Pacquiao. Though. My heart, my heart is saying Pacquiao, but my brain saying Spence is young, and, and he really wants Crawford. So he's gonna go in there and handle business, and he's gonna look sharp. I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you, and you're probably not gonna like it. It's gonna be an easy walkthrough fight for Spence. What do you mean by easy? You think they're not gonna go I the distance? You think he's gonna knock gonna, him out? I, th- I don't think it's gonna go the distance. I think he's gonna knock Manny out. And yeah, you, you wanna you wanna bet? You wanna you wanna bet? You wanna you wanna bet Me? some? Shout out to my homegirl Sharice. You wanna bet some French toast beer? I send you a case over straight to Dallas that he won't knock Manny Pacquiao out. Oh yeah, we can bet that. And he, if I lose, he I'm sending it to you. I send it to you. All right, Definitely. we got to bet then. I got no, we, we're not betting on going to win or lose. We're just betting that Spence don't knock my man out. My man don't get knocked out. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that. I, okay, I'm I, listening. I'm not really, I'm not a fan of Manny, but I understand why people like him. But I'm going to tell you, he has issues with technical boxes. There's issues with guys that are not in there to fight. They're in there to box. Manny is a, is a, um, he likes to throw a lot of punches. He likes to get inside of you, and then he gets flurries. If you are able to either keep him on the outside with your jab, and then being technical, he likes to throw. He he likes to throw punches from all angles. If you're a counter puncher and you can keep him on the outside with your jab, it's an easy night. You seen what happened when he fought Floyd? Floyd kept him on the outside with the jab. Floyd was technical counter punching him. Um, was Marquez. Marquez was another, even though it was a war. When Marquez beat him, Marquez beat him by being technical. Not being a fighter, but being a boxer. Manny has issues with boxers. He makes, look at what he did with Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman is a thumper. He likes to throw punches. He doesn't know how to box. Those are easy right there for Manny. Manny just coming in and he's going to overpower you with punches. He's going to outpunch you, outwork you. If you are a smart boxer, it's an easy night. And I think Spence is young enough. I think he's more, he's powerful enough to go ahead and by the seventh or eighth round, catch Manny with a counter punch and get him out of there. I was with you, bro. I think Spence is going to really box him and knock him out, bro. That's a reach. That's a reach. You don't, Manny Pacquiao don't get knocked out. He loses, but he don't get knocked out. So that's why I, th- I don't think. Not- 
dog, dog. That's I said usually, bro. Usually he don't get knocked out. He don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Spence hits hard. I don't think Spence hits smarter, harder than Marquez was hitting in, in, in his prime. He don't hit harder than him. He's not knocking him out, bro. Yeah, if you say you're gonna win, I I I won't argue with you. I, I like I said, I'm going with my heart. I'm going with Pacquiao. But I'm going with my money that he won't get knocked out. And you're gonna owe me some beer. You're gonna owe me some beer. But you know what? One fight that didn't happen, but I I I, I want to see personally. I want to see Canelo and Charlo. I really would that like would, to see that. I like to see that. I think I think that would be good. I like the way Charlo fights. I like I like it. And Canelo, I think me personally, I think Canelo's number one pound for pound. Um, but I think Charlo is big enough and strong enough to give him problems. And I think he's yeah. more mobile. I think being mobile with Canelo, even though Canelo has got better with his mobility, but I think Charlo's big enough and uh, agile and athletic enough to give him problems. But I would still, I personally would give that, I probably would get Canelo in a decision with Me that. Too. But it would be a great fight. I think that would be a great fight. And I think Charlo's up and coming enough where people would want to be interested to see what's going on. Because he takes care of his business in the ring. And he always is focused. Every fight that I've seen, I've never seen him take a day off. Yeah. You know what, too? I'm going to put this out there. If Manny Pacquiao beats Spence, he's fighting Mikey Garcia next. A man going to run to these young kids, yo. It's old. <laughs> I love me some Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao versus Mikey Garcia. That's another one I want to see. So I need my man to be spent so we can we can go fight Mikey for another big check. Did Mikey just get beat? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's why I said that still be a good fight. And this is another thing I told him about before. See, I could never lost that fight to Floyd Mayweather, but it seemed like his aura got bigger. You know what I'm saying? Because That's his Floyd. people still That's the Floyd effect. That's the Floyd. Still with him? They're not the Floyds, man. The people still Floyd beat a lot of people when that, that didn't happen to them. That's what I mean. Like he beat a lot of people when that don't happen. That's what I'm trying to say. Like in America, once you lose, we don't mess with Canelo loss. It's like, ah oh, man, don't worry about it. We got you. We're gonna still pay you all your pay-per-views. And now he's sitting there with that loss. He's the best pound pound fighter. You gotta understand when it, that right there is an anomaly. And what I mean by the Floyd effect, it was Floyd. He lost to Floyd. He looked great against everybody else. Personally, I think he fought Floyd too early in his career, even though I think it would have been the same outcome regardless, but it was a little too early. He was, and he learned a lot from that fight. So that was good for him. But you can see Canelo was, was special. It's just, and I tell these people, I tell people this all the time. When you fight Floyd, it's a different fight. He make you look normal. He make you look regular. You can look extraordinary against a lot of other people. You get in there with Floyd, you look regular. And he just figured him out. But Canelo learned from that fight. And that's what that's his only loss. That's his only blemish on his record. Uh, and he just been racking them up ever since. So, I mean, they talking about him fighting uh Triple G again. Yeah. Trilogy. Trilogy. I don't want to see that. I think that's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to see him against some of these younger, younger guys. You know who I would want to come out of retirement to fight Canelo? Andre Ward. Uh, I like him. You, like, you don't like Ward? I was liking Ward before he retired. I'm thinking now it's like, nah, Canelo too polished. He don't need so many tune-up fights. He need at least three tune-up fights. He ain't going in there with no one tune-up. Nah, he ain't going up there straight off the couch. Nah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Not one tune-up fight. So he's going to need like three fights. So that's like a year and a half. The earliest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fight two fights in one year and then one in the second year. 
you know, and then maybe he get Canelo, but then those three fights got to be impressive. So that means, too, he, he can't fight no bums. And I'm saying yeah. bums in terms of, you know, like, he can't fight no uh, six and one. You know what I'm saying? He got to fight somebody that been in fights and all that, and he's just coming back. But I like Ward. I, 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 I thought Ward was going to be the next great thing. But his style of boxing, too, was too tech. It's boring. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring. just like Ford is boring. They get the but, job done, it's boring. I do what I, I give you that. Yeah, but to me, I, that's what boxing is about. It's about hit and don't be hit. And that's why I think Floyd played it perfectly. He realized that his style wasn't the most exciting. So what I want to do is become who everybody, hey, I'm going to talk my shit, win my fights, and dare y'all come beat me with my boring style. And at the end of the day, no matter how many punches wasn't thrown or thrown, he came home with a W. You know, so I'm not, with the, I'm not mad at the boring style. If you can get the job done, and then you bring something. But Ward, like you said, Ward didn't have that other factor, like what Floyd had, the mouthpiece. You know, like you need something. Where if you're not a knockout artist and you're not, you know, throwing bombs away, you got you to gotta come with something else, especially, like I said, as an American fighter. And we want, the, we want the entertainment. We paying $60 pay-per-view for you. You can't go in there and box 12 rounds. We don't care if you win every round. <laughs> we, <laughs> you you got to give us some type of excitement, you know, so... That's that was my so, thing with Ward. What do you think about um, Fury and Wilder three? Do you think it's gonna be a repeat of the second fight, or you think Wilder is gonna get his revenge? I think Wilder's gonna. Get, I'm going with Wilder, man. I'm. I, I I thought this. I thought the second fight. I think he just honestly, like, I don't know how hard he trained, but I don't think he trained hard. I think he took it all. I beat him the first time. This is gonna be easy. And then Tyson Fury came in there hungry, ready. And, and knocked his block off. And where was that fight again? Because I, I don't want to overstate. Which one? The second one. When was it? Yeah, where, where, where? I'm not even sure. I can't. Uh, no, I think it was overseas. That's what I'm it saying. May have been. I think it was over think, with um, Fury. Yeah, Lynch. I think. And I, that's what I'm saying. I think he flew over there. He, un, he you know, he, he underestimated, you know, time traveling and all that, not training as hard. I think it was going to be a simple, easy fight. He got his ass handed to him. See, personally, me, I don't. Are you saying this because he's black and he's a yeah, heavyweight? That too. Is that what you basing this on? Because I, I, a lot of people base a lot of things with Wilder off the fact that he's black, black, loquacious, a heavyweight, and nah. he, he can knock people out with one punch. He's not. That's, but that's part of boxing, though. Like, like everybody's not going to be the perfect boxer. You See, know? But here's what I'm saying to you. This is where I think. This is where I think it goes wrong. And I think Wilder wins the third fight. I mean, um, Fury wins the third fight. Pardon me. I said the wrong name. Yeah, got Wilder you. cannot box. Like, that one, it would take that. Like, he has a puncher's chance. They call it puncher's chance. If he catch Fury with that right hand, that changes the whole equation. But, but also, I don't, want to cut you off. I, don't want, I don't mean to cut you off. But he can't box. Because the way he gets to the power punches with the jab. He didn't jab at all the second fight. He didn't use his jab. When he uses his jab, he sets up the power hand. So you got to keep him off. And like you said, you got to cut the ring off and use his jab. If he's winning the jab battle, he's going to win the fight because he's going to land the power punches. So that's what I'm saying. Like he, that's what I'm saying. He's not the most technical heavyweight boxer. Sometimes he looks sloppy, but he has a jab. He know how to use it. And he hits like a mat truck. <laughs> so he gets, see, this is what happens. He had Mark Breland. He fired Mark Breland. Mark Breland is a technical boxer. You don't got to be the most technical. You don't got to be a, a, a boxer in the sense of the word. But you got to do more than just look for a match ending right hand, right hook, 
left hook. Like I watched him fight, and I'm like, there's no, you you don't even use like the introductory techniques of boxing. It's just I'm gonna come in here. I know I can knock you out at any given time, so I'm looking for that punch. And then what happens is what Fury did was he was able to negate those um, right hands by standing close to him and then being able to outbox him. Like, unless he's changed his mind state and knows I got to stay patient. And it's what happens with fighters that can't box and they fight boxers, they get frustrated. And all of a sudden, the whole game plan goes out the window and I'm looking for that knockout punch. And in the meantime, the other person is getting points built up on you. And then you wind up getting hit with something that you wasn't prepared for because you now then went to plan D, which you never even prepared for because the stuff you was doing wasn't working. So I personally, I want to see the belt come back to America. I do like the way Wilder is outside the ring because I think he can bring back. That's one guy who I think can bring back boxing like we spoke about uh, earlier. But I need to see more than just the wild punches. I need to see you moving in the direction of becoming a complete boxer to somewhat degree. Like you see what happened with Mike Tyson when you watched him as he got older. What people started saying, you get Mike Tyson in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you can get him out of there. You still there, D? D. Yeah, true indeed. True indeed. I was yeah, letting you finish you know, a point. Yeah, so you, you get him, you know, you get him in the late rounds, he get tired, and now you can go to work on him. It happened in Tokyo, you know, when he lost. And then moving forward, the blueprint was there. Let's take Mike to the later round. See if we can, you know, keep him off of us some type of way and just get him into the late rounds. We can jab yeah. him, jab him, jab him, and then he get tired, and then we just going to start letting off on him. Well, while this is the same thing, if you can avoid them early knockout blows by, you know, being a boxer and, and, and keeping, you know, your hands up, keeping your left hand up, keeping your right hand up, moving out the way, you can get him. That's why I want to see progression with these guys, especially while I think Wilder can be special. I just need to see progression. Don't rely on what God gave you. Start working on these other things when you're in there. So with your God-given talent and the things you work on, nobody can stop you. Yeah, I think he knew, he needs he needs to look at Tyson too because people gotta remember, even though Tyson was a knockout artist, his head was always moving over with swivel. Like mm-hmm. it was when he, when he first started, he was hard to hit. And that was another thing. He stayed in close, and his power was from in close. And that's the thing I think Wilder don't have. He doesn't have any type of power. That's why Tyson Fury was, you know, smothering him. Because, you know, his punches had no power when he's that close. Tyson had power up close. Tyson knocked you over the uppercut from inside. Y'all, y'all holding. He get loose and hit you with the uppercut. It was, uh, God bless and good night. So I, I, I agree with you with that. Like, the boxers, every boxer, especially the Americans, you got to start progressing and start adding stuff to your bag. But like you said, when you get into these championship fights and you get into, you know, equal, not equal, but equal talent, you can say, because Tyson Fury is a talented boxer himself. You got, like you said, you got to be able to adapt and and make adjustments when the knockout blow ain't there and and be able to win some decisions. Ain't nothing wrong with decisions as long as you get the win. Yeah, as long as you get the win and do. But this is, and then Europe, but the European boxers, that's what they, that's what they do. All they do is work on technical skill. I'm a technical boxer. I don't got to knock you out, but I know how to, you know, hit you. I know how to tap you. I know how to, you know, throw these um, left-hand leads. I know how to throw these right-hand leads. I know how to hit you with the jab. I know how to, I mean, throw these flurries with 10 seconds left so I can win the round. 
American fighters, it's all about the flash. I need to knock you out so I can talk trash. We love that, but let's get back to the technical side so we can actually bring everything back to America. And it's, and I want to see, I want to see all um, African American boxers as champions. I want to see us dominate again because, like I said, it's a lot of guys I can't name to save my <laughs> life. And it's like you know we got these guys here. Let's go. Let's get it done. And but the thing is, they all could be champions. So many, it's so many belts. They all could be champions. One could be the IBF. One could be the WBC. One could be the WBO. One could be the WBA. All these belts, all these belts, too many belts. They gotta eliminate all these belts, man. But then also, then again, then you don't have the reason for all these promoters, and then people start losing money and and not losing boxing and sport, lose money. But I mean, people in general, they just start losing money. So I think that's another reason why we got all these belts too. Everybody got their hand in the pot. Everybody trying to get a dollar. And since yeah. we talking about dollars, let me ask you, what do you think about these exhibition fights with the Jake Pauls and the Paul and the Logan Pauls? You think it's good for boxing? You think it's bad for boxing? It's horrible for boxing, in my opinion. But if people are going to buy it, you got to sell it. And I think people like Floyd Mayweather needs to make an example out of people. Like, you don't let people come and play with something that you built for a dollar. Just in my opinion. If I know I work hard my whole life, my dad trained me to be this great fighter, I'm a Hall of Famer, and I do take an exhibition fight, I'm not letting no man walk out of there talking crazy like he beat me. And the reason why he did that because he played with him. You know? Like, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, Floyd made his $100 million in how many minutes, and it looks good, he's about the dollar. But at the end of the day, you got to have some type of pride. And you can't let people... Play, play, play with, play with, with something that took you years and years of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears to gain and to 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 master, and you let him come in the ring with you to leave out the ring tomorrow. He beat you, and no, and no true box that would be. I know no one really believes that, but he he has a whole different audience, and that audience believes that. That audience believes that he beat Floyd Mayweather, you know, because he's talking now on camera that he gave Floyd Mayweather a loss because Floyd went in that ring and allowed that man to stand toe-to-toe with him. And that's one thing I love what Mike Tyson said. He said, I can't promise you I'm not going to knock him out. When he, when he had the I can't promise you I'm not going to knock him out. That's what I'm trained to do. Like, I'm not going in to play with him. You know, he said, he said Roy stood up to it, and he, that's why he didn't knock him out. But he said, I didn't go in there thinking not, not to knock him out. That's not what I'm trained to do. You know, so I think that's the only thing I had an issue with Floyd was he went in there and played with that man and allowed that man to walk out of that ring to talk crazy because of money, you know? Floyd had to make the fight interesting because it was so much money on the line. And I think that's what makes the exhibition fights not worth it, not good. When you look at the other fights, like, for instance, Chad Ochocinco, that was a good fight because there, there, there wasn't no holding back. They were really fighting, you know? So that wound up being better than the Floyd fight. And that shouldn't have been better than the Floyd fight because Floyd is a professional boxer. That's what he did for a living. But like I said, that was the only issue I had with that, if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't don't allow no amateur to come in the ring and walk out the ring talking crazy. I ain't say you had to kill him, but he should have knew he was in a fight. That boy walked out of here like he wasn't even in a fight. See, my opinion, I think I think boxers, professional boxers, should stay away from it. It should just be celebrity boxing, guys like Ultra Cinco. You take it serious, take it serious, because it's a serious sport. You train and you get in there and you put on an exhibition. Me personally, if I was, I understand why Floyd. This what Floyd does. If there's money involved, he's all for it. But being a professional boxer, I think it takes away, and I think it takes away from the actual sport 
when you start getting guys like him to do these exhibitions, because now people are more focused on these exhibitions. If you are a professional boxer, stay and make your professional fight. Even if you're a retired professional boxer, unless you're fighting another retired professional boxer in the exhibition where it's actually taken serious, then that's what it should be. Like the Logan Pauls, the Paul, whatever they name, Jake Paul, whatever the hell their names are, should stay fighting celebrities that want to train and take it serious. Don't just get in there. Like I watched, um, what's his son name? Lamar Odom get in there with the white boy. And it was a mockery. Like some of these things are mockeries. And then exactly what you said, Floyd went in there and, okay, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit to make you know that you don't belong in the ring with me, but not enough to where you can't run your mouth, especially these guys are clout chasers. Yes. You knew that was going to happen. So I think they should just, I think personally, any professional, if you're a professional boxer, unless you're doing it with another professional boxer, like a Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield type of thing, they retired, but they can go in there and do the exhibition. That's fine. Lead these YouTubers to fight these other YouTubers on Days In or whatever um, YouTube pay-per-views they want to do and let that be. Because it, that was a waste of time. Like, you, $60, you, I'm watching you to do nothing. Like, you're not really, it's, it's not worth it to me. You got a guy in there that's, what, 60, 70 pounds bigger than you? For what reason? Other than the money. Yeah. Like, at some point, mm -hmm. you got I got enough money. I don't need this. Go, go find somebody else. And this is what I'm saying, too. I'm not even knocking the money. That's what I'm saying. 100 million is a lot to turn down. But you're supposed to beat his ass. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if, he, if he's willing to talk trash to you and say, I'm willing to fight you for 100 million, you're supposed to go get your 100 million and, and beat his ass. So he's not talking crazy. And he, like you're saying, you're not making the mockery of the sport. Because like I said, the guy signs a contract to fight Floyd and Floyd knock his ass out. That's what he signed up for. But like you said, and then if you got me paying for this, you're making a mockery of me too. Like he said, oh, this was a, um, a, a heist. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, you have diehole fans who really watch it because you're Floyd. Like, you're their favorite boxer. They're watching because you say you're going to go in the ring and box. I'm sure if you had told your fans, like, yo, God, I'm just here to make my money. I ain't going to really fight this guy. I bet you they wouldn't pay, but nobody thought he was going to do that. You thought he was going to really go whip his ass. And that's what I'm saying. To me, like, is it is that $100 million really worth that much that you would let down a diehard fan? I'm talking about one who really follows your whole career. You're their favorite boxer. They think the world of you. They pay their last money to watch you perform because it's like sweet science. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're really that dude to them. You're going to just take their money. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just go take their money, like, with no remorse. You know? But that's him. That's Floyd. And that's why I would never pay for anything Floyd does. Like, I respect him in the ring, but I know it's 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 a con artist thing. He knows exactly what you said. People going to pay the $60. I'm going to make my $100 million, and then I'm going to go up here and I'm going to show you my $100 million. And y'all didn't get no type of entertainment. Y'all didn't get no satisfaction from it. But I just think, like, I was... Just like when I'm not a fan of the whole um, boxing versus MMA thing. I'm just, I don't, I hate the crossover situation. Like, leave things what it is. If you MMA, stay MMA. If you boxing, stay boxing. Unless you really have a background in boxing. Like, they talking this Conor McGregor versus De La Hoya stuff. Or, it's like, I don't want to see you guys come out of retirement to fight people that you're not going to take serious. At the end of the day, like stay where you are, stay retired, stay doing what you're doing to make your money, 
Let the guys that are coming up, trying to become stars, become stars, and utilize that. Utilize your time to do that instead of getting out here doing nonsense. That 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 to me pushes boxing to the background when you see so many of these exhibition fights start to happen. Yes, totally. And agree. that's coupled, coupled with the things we was talking about earlier, where promoters don't want to do business with other promoters, so we're not getting the fights we want. And this is why boxing is where it is. Because, okay, there's a void here. We can get these guys that are on YouTube, get them in the ring, make $100 million a move. You ain't got to, we'll deal with y'all later. Or I'm not dealing with this promoter because I don't like him. Or we just going to keep fighting the same fighters that we got in our stable. It's just, I think it's a whole, it needs to be revamped. It needs to be looked at. Um, They need to remove some of these belts. They need to just, like you said, have one champion for every division. And top 10, they just go. Start doing tournaments, top 10 tournaments. Get you one champion and two through 10, they fight like they did with the, um. what was that? They had the middleweight um, elimination thing with yeah. Andre Ward and the, and, the, and the other guys. Things like mm-hmm. that. Make it exciting. Okay, we got top 10 guys. Here's the champ. Two through 10, we, we going to match all up. Two fights, 10, three fights, nine. However you want to do it, and we move on. And at the end, whoever, by that year and a half or whatever long it takes, you fight the champ and start doing these. If it's 130, 135, the two champs can fight each other because that's not far in weight, even from 130 to 140. It's not far in weight because a lot of these guys, you know, they walk around 10 to 15 pounds bigger than what they fight at. Mm-hmm. You can start doing that and make it mandatory. You become champ. This is what you got to do. Not mandatory to fight a bum because the WBA said this is, the mandatory fighter and nobody ever heard of him from <laughs> you know, Bolivia somewhere. And just to make money, we talking about, let's get these stars. You, if you good, you good. You should have no problem. If you think you the best, you should want to fight the best. And it should always be like that. Now I like that idea too. One champ, like you said, we start having tournaments, everybody fight each other. And I think, I think that would generate a lot of interest in the sport. It gives you household names. Because those fighters are fighting all year round. We all know the champ is waiting. You know? So I definitely like that idea, B. You should get yourself a job in boxing, bro. You just start promoting these fights. <laughs> I wish they would listen to me. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, y'all hear this podcast when it comes out and drops. Get your thoughts on what I said at the end. You know, let me know if that's something y'all think is good. Um, we appreciate y'all tuning in every week with us. We appreciate those that have, you know, spread the word, tell a friend to tell a friend. And just a reminder, me and D got the bet. We're going to do the French toast beer. If Manny gets knocked out in the seventh, eighth round by Errol Spence, I'm sending him French toast beer, courtesy of our friend Cherise. Uh, You know, shameless plug. And he's sending me a six-pack of that French toast beer if Manny gets knocked out. So... With that said, we want to thank y'all, and y'all know how I end it. Talk to me nice. Talk to me politely. D, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate you, bro. And you be good, be well, and y'all do the same, you know? All right. I'll let y'all, you heard? Peace.